0: Hello, welcome to On The Mic. My name is Mike Goldman. Thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for the votes. Thank you for the, the ratings on iTunes. And thank you for sharing all of the episodes because we've just done it. We've reached 100 episodes. This is absolutely friggin'
1: huge for You're us. like the Don Bradman of podcasters.
0: It is so good. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much to our podcast friends at uh, BSG. Uh, they've given us this amazing road Class A servo-based podcast board, it's incredible. Uh, and today on the show, I would like to welcome someone who is spreading the good word, something that is very near and dear to my heart. It sounds like I'm about to give a religious message, but I'm not. But it's, it's kind of like a religion because I've done so much research and study on it because I know how this stuff can help people. But there's a few government roadblocks happening, and that's where we need your help. It's Jason Jordan, ladies and gentlemen, from Medical Cannabis Research Australia. Oh, thank you very much. Welcome to On The Mic. Nice to be here. Touring around Australia and around the globe, telling people about medicinal cannabis Absolutely. and that's what we're going to talk about today how it can help alzheimer's how it can help people with cancer
1: with ms ms dementia Dem- parkinson's so much all stuff things and people from all over the place i i love his story
0: i've seen it online i've heard you on uh, on interviews i've mm. seen you on interviews mm. online mm. And I love what you're doing in the uh, the medical cannabis space. And for people that don't know, my dad's had cancer for like nine years, and and uh, the CBD oil and mm-hmm. the, the resin has really helped him. Great. Um, so I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about how you got involved. Sure. Uh, yeah. how, you know how you had MS, and and it's helped you get off a lot of your meds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what you do traveling around Australia and and um, breaking a lot of the uh, the psyche that there is around medicinal the cannabis. The, yeah. sti- the stigma yeah. where people just um sort of like even my dad when i told him he should do it in cancer mm, like mm. oh i'm not doing the wacky tobacky. yeah be stoned up a nut all the time I used to work on the radio and there was this guy called george on midnight to dawn who's always wasted and he put a pie in the, in the record player once by accident <laughs> so uh yeah so i know i know what you mean by the uh this the stigma that's mm, going al- mm. along with it but um the, firstly uh where are you from and and how the hell did this all come about
1: Oh, it's a very long story, but I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. All right. So I'm based in Perth. Um, I uh, built an IT company over a period of time Mm -hmm. that got relatively big. Yeah. And then uh, my MS came along, multiple sclerosis, Mm. and it got worse and worse and worse to the point where I'd become, I would argue, quite disabled. Um, And at that point, I basically had to let the company go. How disabled were you? Uh, I like get a wheelchair disabled? I was on a walking stick. i uh, oh. to the point where uh, a lot of brain fog, a lot of confusion all the mm. time, short-term memory loss, an inability to find my words, mm. and in fact, an inability to speak clearly, mm. um, incontinence, you know, all of the things that go with multiple sclerosis, even to the point of having bizarre sensory experiences. Mm. So, you know, you'd, you'd go cross-eyed or you'd get paralysis in one half of your face or uh, your feet would feel like they were burning or they were in a bucket of ice. Mm-hmm. And it was progressively getting worse and worse and so
0: um getting onto the medicinal cannabis stopped all those things from happening or so, like, did yeah. you have other meds that you're doing with it
1: so at that point I, <laughs> you take a lot of medicine when you're uh, when you're not when you've got multiple sclerosis yeah um and unfortunately i mean you're on painkillers and you're well there's all sorts of stuff but all of them are horrible and some of them are toxic mm-hmm. and some of them you can't possibly think of overdosing on because it could kill you yeah um so I'd gotten to the point where my neurologist basically said to me, Jace, we've come to the point where uh, we've run out of options. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just going to get worse from now on. There is an experimental medication you can try. However, there is a small side effect, mm-hmm. possible massive brain infection or medical cannabis.
0: And of course. Right. I, I think that was the, the good choice going for the medical well, cannabis. Well, I, I
1: was much like everybody else. You know, I mm. thought cannabis was a gateway drug and it was a bad thing. Mm. And, and no, I wasn't interested straight away. Mm.
0: But the moment. I heard the opposite, that it's the opposite of a gateway drug.
1: The moment that I started doing my research, I realized that we'd all been lied to. Mm. All of our lives, we have been lied to. Look, historically, we can go back and we can look at the racist politics of America back in the 30s and 40s. And uh, Henry Anslinger, who was uh, like. Really involved in in creating this new legislation that basically was focused on making the black man in America and and Mexicans for that matter look like they were responsible for all of the wrongs of the country. Right. And so they were able to look at cannabis or as they called it at the time marijuana, which mm. is more of a slang term, a pejorative, um, and they basically turned it into a demon drug. Mm.
0: And but was that because the pharmaceutical companies are, are, are lobbying to the the politicians and giving them money? so that, that they only push the drugs that they can synthesize rather than something that you could grow in your backyard that's a weed called weed.
1: Back then, that wasn't the case. Right. Back then, the reason for doing it wasn't just the politics of it, mm. but it was oil. It was all to do with oil, petrol, oil? all of How that it So Henry Ford actually mm-hmm. came along and he built a car completely out of hemp. Because hemp can be turned into plastic. Hemp can be turned into all manner of wonderful things. In fact, there's houses in Margaret River that are built out of hemp. It's just amazing. What? Yeah, it's fantastic. I never knew that. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like the mud stuff that you see, but... So you can go to the Margaret River, have a nice bottle of wine, and then start smoking your house. What do you mean, just one bottle of wine? That doesn't work for me. (laughs) How about for you? Anyway, um, so he built this car out of hemp. Completely Uh everything about it was built from hemp. And even the fuel that it was using was made from hemp. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the exact phrasing that he used, but he said, why would you go and dig up fossil fuels out of the ground that Mm -hmm. have taken millions of years to accumulate when you can grow stuff in a field of hemp, build a car, fuel it, and then regrow it again as you need it. It was kind of very early sense of renewables. Yeah, you know, and that was it fantastic. makes complete sense. And why didn't they run with it? Because the big oil companies at that point were kind of like, well, hang on, we're making too much money out of this whole oil thing. Mm-hmm. We don't want hemp to come along. Let's find a way of getting rid of it. Now, of course, that's hemp, but hemp is basically the same plant as cannabis. Mm-hmm. The only difference is is that hemp doesn't have the bud or the flower mm-hmm. with the properties that you know a lot of people appreciate. Um, yeah. I guess the, the the key to all of this now is because of that policy and because America has such an influence over the United Nations and therefore other countries around the world, everybody signed up to... Just the, copies the Yanks. Exactly right. And because they banned it, pretty much everybody else had, had to ban it as well. Yeah. And so, of course, the story follows along that if you've banned something, there's got to be a reason for mm-hmm. it. Or here's a really good reason for it. And so we've ended up in this situation where we think it's a bad thing, but Except- in actual fact we know that it's not. Do you see do you see my t-shirt? Look at this t-shirt. Oh, hello. That's cool. I didn't even know that there was a leaf on it. Bullshit. I didn't. When I put we were walking through Heathrow Airport uh-huh. and I saw myself in a mirror and I went Holy shit, I can't be wearing this going through customs.
0: You have a massive marijuana leaf on your shirt. (laughs) On
1: my shirt, I do.
0: Speaking of taking things through customs, a friend of mine the other day had some CBD oil Mm -hmm. in their toiletries bag and got busted coming into Australia. What do you think
1: happened? They probably just took it off him and slapped him on the wrist. That's all they did? Yeah. He, He thought he was going to jail. Yeah. Which is funny because, in actual fact, in Australia, CBD is considered in the same category as cocaine and heroin and LSD and ecstasy. No way. It is in the same category. So he could have potentially gotten a lot of trouble, but I think that... Because it's legal in so many countries. In the UK, it's it's considered a food supplement and you can buy it over the counter. Right. Uh, let me tell you a story about mm-hmm. when I first went on to the medical cannabis. Now, I was the first patient in Western Australia to get prescribed mm-hmm. medical cannabis for yep. multiple sclerosis. Uh-huh. So the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, this is the body that uh, basically approves doctors when they want to prescribe an unregulated medicine or a, yeah. a, a, an experimental medicine, if you want to call it that. Mm. They sent me a letter and said, Mr. Jordan, we don't know what the correct dosage is for you. So what we would like for you to do is to experiment with going up and going down with the dosage and see what the optimum dosage is. They wanted to use you as a guinea pig. They wanted me to guinea pig on myself. Now I ask you, how many other government bodies around the world would say in reference to a medication, here's some medication that we don't know a lot about, feel free to experiment, see how you go. That's really weird, that's almost criminal. No, what it tells us is that they know full well that this is a safe medicine. Yeah, right. As an example, they found residue of Mm. cannabis and Mm -hmm. seeds in the sarcophagi of mummies, right? Now, that means that, you know, you're going back now 10, 11,000 years. Mm -hmm. If the human race has been using it for at least that long, Mm. if there was any definitive evidence that Mm. cannabis was dangerous, Mm. we'd have it by now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if it was going to make people grow an extra leg or something growing out of their forehead or something like that, it would have happened by now. So we know that this stuff is safe. Mm. So, so what, why is it
0: still banned? Is it just is because, it because of the US, following the US? But things are changing, and now the US is legal. Yeah. They, I mean, just last week, the first... Um, marijuana bar just opened the Lowell Farms. You saw the video I that I put online. Still, I've still got a lot more video, but I'm still recovering from that day with, with a mate Courtney Dober from The Bachelor. We went in there and we, we ate all the food. We smoke. The, the lady comes over the uh, the flower waitress oh, yeah. and said, "Bring us your lightweight stuff." And we both we both had a drag each yep. of a, of this joint, and mm. we were just like ah. absolutely yeah. But I mean, you know, it only lasted probably about twenty minutes, and then and then we we're back to normal. But, uh, that, that said though, this stuff,
1: yeah. this, this medical cannabis, this is not just CBD, yeah. okay? So a lot of people think that medical cannabis is just CBD, yeah, it's well, not. What is this stuff? So this stuff here is basically 50-50 THC and CBD.
0: Oh, so that gives you a bit of a trip out it vibe. It does. So, but but that, but that stuff that, that makes you go trippy, that mm. actually is the, the thing that might help you with your MS or help you with your epileptic fit or cancer. For it? me,
1: that's absolutely the case. So I've yeah. tried CBD only, and it didn't have the benefits that I was looking for. Mm. This 50-50 stuff gave me everything I needed, and it's brought me back from being an invalid into being, look, I'll never be normal again because my brain is damaged now from the MS and it Mm. always will be.
0: What do you mean not normal? Like what effects do you still have?
1: So even to this day, I'm still uh, clumsy. I've still got balance issues. Um, I still get a little bit forgetful. I've still got some short-term memory problems. Um, There are challenges with having multiple sclerosis. Medical cannabis is not a cure. It's mm. not a cure for anything. yeah, what it is, it's about treating symptoms and improving quality of life.
0: Now, have you heard about um medical cannabis like curing cancer and curing certain? things like epilepsy, though?
1: Absolutely, but here's the thing. Outrageous claims require outrageous evidence. Yeah, right, of course. Know? And and we don't currently have that. We have lots of anecdotal Or you, or you need a
0: doctor to be to be paid by a pharmaceutical <laughs> company to write something that they want him to write for a it, medical it magazine, goes, and then
1: you can bring out the drug. Doesn't that how it works? And you know what? There's a lot of conspiracy theories like that. Mm, I got them all. I, I don't really subscribe to those. I
0: think, think you are think... playing your cards right by not subscribing to those, being in the position that you're in. Yeah,
1: Look, the, no, I've no doubt there's some weight to it, and mm. I think there's more of an influence on doctors and whether or not what they about, want to this What about the conspiracy
0: theory where you know doctors get points for? You know, prescribing more yeah. radiation or more It's not chemo. supposed to happen, and, but I've no doubt that it does. A, a, and they get a, you know, a free holiday or a set of golf clubs or something yeah. like that and, You know, for prescribing this kind of medicine. Have you seen the movie Thank You For Not Smoking? Uh, yes. Yeah, you, you know, where they've got the people going around um, promoting the Viagra yeah. and giving yeah. them whole holidays and they're but see, using you, it you, on themselves.
1: You have been a radio announcer, Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever get paid for playing a particular song? Now,
0: I got paid, not I wouldn't say paid for playing songs, but you know, you get a bar tab at the local club, or it's the you same know, sort of thing. It, yeah, you know, it's the cash for comments yeah, thing that Alan yeah. Jones used to yeah. have. Like, oh, that reminds me, um, I just want to say a quick hello to my friends at VSG <laughs> Brisbane Sound Group. They've got this amazing podcast set up. If you'd like to start a show, oh, Oh, that's
1: beautiful.
0: People don't like advertising. Oh, that was my no, joke. I love, thing. Very good. Oh. Um, now no, you got like, an was... audience one going ooh I, I don't know I've, I've... I haven't really played with. No, I don't. <laughs> and while we're on the
1: subject of sponsorship, Ray Bans—they're oh, Ray
0: Bans as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's true. I mean, that happens with doctors, and and happens in in a lot of industries where yeah. where, where people get kickbacks. So, but I, d- I guess I don't you could look at it think, both ways. I
1: don't think that is the main... when it comes to
0: people's health, though. I don't think you
1: should be taking a kickback. You should no. be doing the thing that helps the person out the most. It's about compassion. Yeah. Uh, and as far as I and and you know what, I think to an extent the government has recognised that because mm. that's why the T has what they call their compassionate use program that's how this stuff is being approved at the moment because mm. at the moment it's still scheduled as a poison yeah well they
0: have to be careful because there are a lot of snake oil salesmen out there absolutely there are a lot of snake oil salesmen. i can't why can't i talk today it's because i smelt that stuff there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there yes and they are pushing the most ridiculous stuff uh, Yeah. i i had a few drinks and I stayed at my friend's place the other night. And I woke up in the morning and he's showing me this documentary uh. on this organization called Genesis 2. Right. And, and and they're basically uh, charging people 40 bucks for what is apparently a, a chemical cleaner. And and you have a, a, a drop of it in some water every couple of hours. And they claim to be able to cure cancer, HIV, hepatitis, malaria, like And they've got testimonials in the video. And I even... I was hungover. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Anyway, he brings me over a glass of it. I have never felt so... Here's a testimonial for you. I had to go and lie in the park for four hours. (laughs) I mean, normally with a hangover, I can can work and I'm fine. But whatever that shit was that he gave me... No good. Not good at all. Okay, maybe it works for some people and I'm sorry if it works for you. (sighs) But just be careful because there are a lot of snake oil salesmen out there that are pushing let's, d- ridiculous let's stuff. Let's
1: talk about snake oil for a moment because yeah. it, it's, a, it's one of the main points of conflict in the whole cannabis world at the moment. This is legal, okay? Mm-hmm. I can get a prescription for this, it's expensive. Yep. And a lot of people are fearful that because it's big pharma, it's not, it's little pharma, that are involved in making this stuff that mm-hmm. they think that somehow it's not the real McCoy. Yeah, right, okay. It is, this is full extract, so it's the, it's it's everything that you mm-hmm. want it to be. Mm-hmm. Nothing's been taken out of it. Yeah. Uh, and it is not synthetic in any way, shape or form. This is the real thing, okay? There are a lot of people out there who do the grow your own thing and what we call compassionate growers. Yeah. These are people who are prepared to make oil Mm-hmm. and give it to other people or sell it for a very low cost. Now, that's that's entirely up to them. It is illegal, mm-hmm. but that's the choice that an adult can make. And I have no issue personally mm. from... The Medical Cannabis Research Australia point of view, we don't take an official position on this whatsoever. Mm. But on a personal level, adults should be free to ingest whatever they want to ingest. Yeah,
0: but at the same time, if if you know that this is exactly the same stuff as a guy who's making his backyard, but this is made in a lab. Exactly. And it's made under sterile circumstances.
1: Which is exactly my argument.
0: And and, and you you yep. you know that you're not allowed to get... If, if these people give you something that's got a bit of bacteria in it that makes you sick, then you can sue them. That's it. You can't sue the backyard dude because he's doing it no. illegally.
1: And this is the thing. So cannabis is what we call a bioaccumulator. Mm-hmm. So when you plant it, it will absorb what's in the soil and it accumulates in the buds, which is the bit that we consume. So a lot of it comes down to the soil because... Not just the soil. Yeah. It's, it's how you've fertilized it, yeah, whether right. you've used pesticides, mm. um, if there's mold. you know, All of this stuff, is. it's critical for people like me yeah. because I've got a compromised... Health mm. system, if you want to call it that, mm. I've got to be really careful about what I put into my body. Yeah, right. I got I mean, a you, friend. You wouldn't think that so much, but <laughs> a,
0: a, a mate of mine. Yeah, you look great. Um, <laughs> a, a mate of mine, Josh from Tenerfield, he uh, grows hemp legally, sure. and he's uh, put in for the licences to grow uh, medicinal cannabis. Mm. Uh, but he says he has the the best soil he thinks than anywhere in the world because for That's the great. last ten years yep. he's been cutting up the buds and and uh, putting it into the ground yeah. and and because you're not allowed to sell it sure and the soil is amazing.
1: I've, and he I've, reckons it will be so good for treating people who have I've certain got problems. No doubt that yeah. for a lot of these compassionate growers, what they're making is brilliant mm. and perfect. And I know some of. Them oh, but he's not making a- anything. He's only making hemp sure. products, like the, the legal stuff. The, I, mean, I don't want to get him in trouble. There's a lady by the name of Jenny Hallam who's quite yeah. known for producing the cannabis, and she's just uh, been in court recently. Yeah, uh, she's about to get sentenced for the fact that she's been supplying this stuff. Right. Okay. Now I've no doubt that her product is good, and I'm sure she's had it tested. She knows that it's it's a good product mm-hmm. and that it's helping people. But ultimately, if I as a person with a, with a poor immune system or a parent of a kid with, uh, with epilepsy, and I've got a choice between something that a person has made and something that I can buy that is a proper medicine yeah. that's been through all of the regulatory processes and the legal whatever, mm. if I've got a choice... I'm always going to go Mm. this way first. Mm. And that's not a criticism. Is this like a liquid or a resin? It's an oil.
0: An oil. Because I I have seen it's like a a thick black resin. No, no, not this one. All
1: right, okay. You know what that one would be? Uh, Well, I I actually think that's more like hash or hashish. Yeah, right, okay. Um, And uh, that wouldn't be considered to be medical cannabis. Yeah, right, okay. Um, So in Australia, the primary way that it's delivered currently is either as an oil like this Mm -hmm. or as a capsule. Generally. There's other methods coming from administration. There'll be things like nicotine patches, the same sort of thing. Um, and we will see other types of capsules. We will see, um, well, we've already got, for example, sprays. Um, there's a lot of people who can't tolerate it though because yeah. the base of the spray is an alcohol. And you know, if you're spraying it into your mouth or your nose, then it it can really affect some people quite badly. Mm -hmm. So, look, the thing with medical cannabis is that as we speak today, whilst it is legal, it's still quite hard to get. Yeah. So, how come
0: it's so hard to get? Like, can't you just go to the doctors and say, "Hey, I really need it," or you know, "I've got got some sort of stress," you know, "I've got anxiety," or you know, "I've got cancer." Give it to me now, and you just get a prescription, go down and get it.
1: If only it were that simple. Because
0: I was I was at Northern Beaches Hospital with my dad the other day, and I just said to the girl behind the counter, "I said, Mm -hmm. do you have medicinal?" Cannabis here, and she's yep. like, just let me check. She went over, yeah, 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 yeah. They got it in like a bud form, it's yeah. like grass
1: that's right inside a, a, a little so container. So, that is another way you can get it, yeah. It's not a preferred way because that generally means that you've either got to smoke it or mm-hmm. vape it, but it's everywhere. So, is, is it how come it's not easy to get? Well, how come you so, can't just get the so prescription? Are there only certain is, doctors that can do it? Yeah, well, kind of. So, here's the problem at the moment each state has slightly different requirements. But you also then have to go to the TGA as well. So there's a state-based requirement and a federal requirement. Now, thankfully, in New South Wales and in Queensland now, um, the dependency of a doctor having to speak to another doctor before they can write the prescription, that's either going or gone. Hmm. In Western Australia, unfortunately, if I go and see my GP and he agrees to it, he still has to then talk to a specialist and get their approval before he can put the application in. An application in? Yeah. That's bullshit. It is a massively complicated process. Why do process. they make it like it's that? It's getting easier. Yeah. It, it, I mean, over the last two years, I've seen it go from almost impossible to just really hard. Who are the people stopping it?
0: Who are the roadblocks? <sighs> Who are they? We're all going to write to them. <laughs> it's, get, get out your iPhone now and type in this address and this name. It starts with the politicians.
1: Yes, which right is, to the politician. Which this one is in particular? Oh, Greg Hunt is probably the, 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 the main one that we've Hunt. had to be concerned about. But Barnaby Joyce is also but a Bar- stick in the mud. That's mode. the thing. Barnaby Joyce
0: is uh, the member for Tenerfield. And I host the Peter Allen Festival out there. And that's where Josh grows his hemp. Mm. And they got supporting letters saying they're Absolutely. backing it 100% year, yeah. about a year ago. Mm-hmm. But now Barnaby's just flipped. flipped. Why the fuck has he flipped? What is his problem? He's, you know- he's stopping people from being helped. Tasmania, He's lost the
1: plot lately. Tasmanian farmers used to make a lot of money out of the fact that they were the number one place around the world growing opium. The poppies. Yeah. Yeah. The end result of those poppies is opiates. Hmm. So things like codeine. Now, they are dangerous. Hmm. Codeine and, and those sorts of painkillers, yeah. fentanyls and all that kind of thing... Not only are they addictive, but they've got really bad side effects, yeah. and you can easily overdose on them and die. And opioids are horrible. Horrible. Mm. And we have an epidemic of, of opiate, uh, opioid abuse yep. going on at the moment. So yep. if we could find a, a replacement for opioids, yep. that would be brilliant. Well, my dad's been given opioids at the moment because he's
0: coughing a lot. Yeah. And hes you can see he's just tripping out on the stuff. And
1: the worst thing is he's going to get backed up as well. What's like, that mean? He's not going to be able to go to the toilet properly.
0: Yeah, right. And, and it makes you sick and nauseous. And that like, is horrible. When, when I, because I, I um, broke my collarbone in a bike accident about uh, seven or eight months ago and uh, they gave me the opioids in mm-hmm. hospital and it just, I, I was talking to the nurse and I just projectile vomited <laughs> while I was talking to her, while I was on this shit. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're giving me, yeah. but I'm not going to take that anymore. No, no. And, uh, and then I got some CBD oil yep. and I just took that. I could still feel the pain. Of course. But um, i got a friend of mine, who uh, Robbie Madison, who's uh, you know, the, the, the motorcycle oh, guy, yeah, does yeah. stunts yep. and everything like that. Mm. He said, uh, you, know, you need to feel a little bit of pain because that way your body knows where to fix. Otherwise, if you're just like, ah, mm. I'm okay,
1: your body doesn't know what's wrong anywhere and your immune but system you know, can't fix things. It's, it's the question that I've got about this in that some of the pushback that we've seen around prescribing medical cannabis is, oh, people might get high. And I'm like, well, hang on. These are the same people who will go home and drink a bottle of wine. Mm. All right? You're getting drunk. There's yeah. no medical benefit to that whatsoever. Yeah. But if I've got someone who is, has, has cancer or mm. is experiencing chronic pain or something like that, and we give them this, and it not only helps with their symptoms, but it also makes them feel good, if that's improving someone's quality of life... Why would we even question it? Exactly. Why would
0: they... Especially when, when a doctor says, you know, you've got six months to live, and, and it's just going to go downhill fast, and in, you're going to be in pain. In well, palliative care... Why wouldn't you want it?
1: Give them as much as they want. They're not harming anyone. Mm. And and that's the thing. We, we've talked previously about cannabis being a gateway drug. Yeah. Now, I've said over and over to people, because I do a lot of talks about mm. this, and I, I've had a lot of debates with people about it. The only way in which cannabis is currently a gateway drug is that the only way that I can until medical cannabis came along. The only way I could get it was to go through the gateway of a dealer. Now a dealer's gonna upsell me.
0: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so there's your gateway, right? Yep. If
1: I've got this, I don't need to see a dealer. I've gone to the pharmacy. The pharmacist's not going to try and upsell
0: me. <laughs> the pharmacist might, some might say,
1: hey, do you need a toothbrush? <laughs> That's exactly right. What's up, toothpaste? You want <laughs> some toilet paper? Two for one this week. Go to the aftershave section. We've got some lovely new Bulgari. Hmm. Um, Why do we talk like this? Does that no pharmac- pharmacist speak? I don't know. They just sound like they're smarter than us. <laughs> So let me tell you a little bit more about this, because this has changed my world. Okay, great. I want to hear about it. It's from Canada, I just saw on the label. That is from Canada. Yeah. We do have local producers now coming online. Oh, yeah. So Little Green Farmer, they're coming along. In fact, there's actually a bunch of them that are about to start selling into the Australian market. Yeah, right. Which is going to bring the price right down. So one of the big arguments I get from people is, oh, this stuff, not only is it synthetic rubbish stuff, you're paying a stupid amount of money for it. Mm Mm-hmm. The second part's true. We are currently paying a stupid amount of money yeah, for yeah, it. Exactly. It is ridiculous. And it's Especially not a the Especially because it's the weed. Exactly. I mean, you can grow it in your it backyard. It should be on the PBS. Why, why wouldn't it be? Let me get to that. Number one, mm. I can't grow my own because if I was to get caught growing my own, mm. I may just get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. But I would, from that point forward, be prevented from ever having a legal prescription ever again. So I can't risk it because yeah. I need this stuff. Yeah, you need it. Absolutely. The way it changed my life is that within six weeks of starting to take it, I no longer needed my walking stick. What? That's amazing. My brain fog went away. My confusion mostly went away. Yeah, wow. My ability to speak mostly returned. I would say in all of these instances, probably about a 90% recovery from where I was originally. Hmm. So I'm still disabled. I've still got problems. And because it's MS, the primary symptoms come and go. There'll be some mornings I can't get out of bed. And that's still the case. To
0: and this what, what is the feeling when you can't get out of bed? It's, it's just like it's almost a paralysis. Your, 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 but it's your bones are hurting, or oh. it's fatigue.
1: So fatigue goes well beyond being tired. Hmm. Fatigue is it, it's utter utter exhaustion, and it affects you not just physically but mentally as well. And so you know, people talk about the black dog and being depressed and all that. Fatigue actually feels a lot like being depressed, but it's more transitory. You know, it kind of it, it, it'll really only last for one day generally. Yeah. And so
0: you get out of it by taking
1: this? It helps, yeah, but it's again, it's not a cure all. Mm. You know, it, it helps reduce some of the symptoms, mm. um, but that's so. The- can
0: you live out your years with MS with, with, with the help of that? Absolutely, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and it will make an enormous difference to my quality of life mm. going forward, yeah. and more importantly, yeah, it'll make an enormous difference to my family, to my wife and my kids, yeah, because I'll be able to be the human Trish. <laughs>
0: so, is is there a, uh, a lot of people out there who don't know about this because it's not really marketed? Yeah. It, well, it's not allowed to be marketed. This is bullshit. Yeah. So there's some person right now who's sitting there, who's thinking, i got MS, I might watch this video. Yeah. And they've just gone, are you freaking kidding me? Buddy, whoever you are, get this. Canny Med. No, no,
1: no. See, let's not talk about the brand. Okay. Let's talk about the product. And that's more important. Get this. You need it. M- medical cannabis, the 10:10 formulation, doesn't matter about the brand.
0: 10:10 formulation. And what is exactly in that 10:10 formulation? So
1: it's got all of the cannabinoids that are in a cannabis plant. So there's Mm -hmm. about 144 different cannabinoids. There's also what we call flavonoids Mm. and and terpenes, all these different chemicals that are in there that work together in what we call the entourage effect. Mm -hmm. So all of these things work together holistically to give you the benefit you're looking for. When you talk about medical cannabis, which is an extract, so they've taken out just the THC or they're just giving you the CBD, you've only got one component out of the 144 cannabinoids and the other bits and pieces. You're not going to get maximum benefit from that. Mm -hmm. So any time you're on medical cannabis, you want the full extract, preferably, uh, and you want to know that it's not synthetic in any way, shape, or form. And that's the bulk of the medical cannabis that we're seeing at the moment. There are some exceptions. Uh, There's a product called Sativex, which is one of the very early Medical cannabis treatments, hmm. um, and that is not a full extract product. And so, have so. you introduced other people to this, and it's changed Absolutely. their lives as well? So, the main reason I got involved with Medical Cannabis Research Australia hmm. is that what it's given to me, I want other people to have the opportunity themselves. Yeah. I can't make any promises that it's going to be as beneficial to them as it has been to me. Because it
0: works differently for different people, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely, it does. It, but so does paracetamol.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, if, when I've got a headache, I take two paracetamol, it goes away. When my wife gets a headache and she takes two She takes a whole box. Well, no. <laughs> no. And let me tell you a story about that. Okay, sorry. If you took a full box of paracetamol... Yeah. Like, let's say we're across the table now like we uh-huh. are. You take that full box of paracetamol... Die. I'll drink this full bottle of cannabis oil. who would
0: live who would live right <laughs> exactly i will
1: come and see you in the morning in hospital while you're dying of liver failure yeah and i'll bring my bag of twisties with me because i'm going to be very hungry <laughs> you know that's and that's great. for me that's that's one of the things i look at with medical cannabis is that the risk profile is so low mm-hmm. that said we have a responsibility to continue to do more studies we definitely need more controlled trials we want to be absolutely 100% sure that this product is completely safe. But as it stands today, we are seeing so many benefits from it for so many people mm. with so little risk, it shocks me that we are not seeing a greater increase in the amount of prescriptions that are being approved each month. And so how do we change that? Easy. And it's all about people power. So. Let's compare it to what Greta Thunberg's currently doing yeah. with the whole climate thing, all right? Regardless of what you think of Greta or her politics, mm. she has created a revolution that has motivated an entire generation of kids, mm-hmm. whether they should be in school or not, besides the point. I guess what I'm talking about is the motivation and the passion that these people have. Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of passion that I'm feeling, yeah. but about this. Yeah, I now, feel it too, because I've seen it. We've got to get people talking about it. Yeah you got to talk to your GP. If your GP says, not interested, get another GP. Yeah, because get there are other GPs, GPs out there who will help you. Exactly get right. Get a second, get a third opinion. Whatever you need to do, do it. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Write a letter to the editor. Talk about it on social media. Yeah. Push, 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 push. Because there is a stigma attached to cannabis. It's wrong and yeah. it shouldn't be there, but it's there and we can't, it's not going to disappear in the short term. Mm. That stigma's got to go. We've got to renormalize it. There's not a jurisdiction on earth that has gone from total prohibition of cannabis to total freedom. Every jurisdiction has had to go through the step of having medical cannabis, then making access to medical cannabis easier, mm-hmm. and then eventually moving into the whole recreational. Adult Open use in a weed road. cafe. And, and that's down the track. Yeah, But even at that point, people will still need medical cannabis. Yeah. Do you
0: know what was really funny the other day at the Lowell Farms Cafe, it's the first weed cafe, first little bit of Amsterdam that's opened in LA. Everyone in there is, is chatting away, having a great time, but it wasn't the same loud screaming chat that you get in a bar when people have been drinking. like ah, rah,
1: rah, rah. everyone was like, hey, man, hey. yeah, they're just having a,
0: having a good old chat.
1: You're like, you know but when I think it, about this? That is so interesting because in Perth, we have a place called Northbridge, and Northbridge is our nightlife district. Yeah, right. And I've often said to people, if you were heading into Northbridge mm. and you've got some people coming out of a club, mm. would you rather them have taken too much alcohol or too much cannabis.
0: Too much cannabis. They're not gonna wanna start a fight with you, are they? That's exactly my
1: point. And the same thing goes for people at home. Would you rather someone be abusing alcohol or be abusing cannabis? Because someone who's abused alcohol may very well also be abusing their family. Mm. But someone who's abused cannabis is abusing their fridge. That's the extent of it. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: They're couch locked, generally.
0: So who are some of the other people that's helped? Because obviously MS, we uh, we touched on cancer, uh, but uh, I heard uh, epilepsy as well. So
1: here's the real challenge at the moment. As far as the TGA is concerned, the only eligible people at the moment for medical cannabis have a very very limited number of conditions. Epilepsy, or let's say childhood epilepsy Hmm. is is one of them. Uh, Chronic pain is the other one. Multiple sclerosis. Uh, There's about four or five of these conditions. So not anxiety. Not yet, but, this,
0: but the CBD oil does work for Without anxiety. A doubt, it helps. I mean, my girlfriend loves it; it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Not that she has it when no, she was no, in no, America. No, go, 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 go. When in she America, was in America, America,
1: absolutely. Um, chronic pain, though, is it's a really handy one because it's almost a generic. Anybody can say they've got chronic pain. Yeah, oh, I've got arthritis; it's chronic pain. You know, so that is a way mm-hmm. that if you really want to get medical cannabis.
0: Hey, everyone.
1: You can push down that you just go in path. I need your help, doctor. Look at that, yeah. Um, so if you do want to get hold of it, it is possible, but you may have to do a little bit of doctor shopping hmm. um, and you're going to have to pay for it. So Medical Cannabis Research Australia, our mission, ease access, so make it easier for people who are legally allowed to have it to actually yeah. get it. Uh, number two, bring the price down because at the moment it's out of reach of most ordinary people. Mm. Uh, it's out of reach for me, Yeah. but I've got no choice. You know, I, we have to make sacrifices so that I can...
0: Don't they throw thousands of dollars at you for these speaking arrangements? Aren't, aren't you... All the money you're charging me for this podcast appearance. Now, come on,
1: surely you can afford...
0: Really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish. Uh, look, everybody Fair who's enough. involved in Medical Cannabis Research Australia, including all the presenters, all of the staff, we're all volunteers. Right. We do it because our hearts are in the right place and because the cause is just.
0: Who are these people? Give them a shout out. What do they do? Where do they come from? How do they get involved?
1: Look, it's so important that people who've experienced the benefits, whether it be directly through themselves or because they've got a family member or a friend that they've seen the benefits with, as soon as you see it, you get this incredible motivation to want to make sure that other people get the opportunity. And it's one of those, you know, when your heart fills with pride because you... You've seen something and you know that it works and you know it can help someone and and you just want to, you're just so enthusiastic and passionate and earnest about delivering it to someone else. I feel that on almost a weekly basis at the moment. And that motivates me to continue doing what I'm doing. And, you know, not that I'm bragging about it because it is hard work. Last week, we were in the UK. We did lectures in London and Manchester for medical professionals and patients, helping them start to re-normalise cannabis over there. Mm. I'm now here in Brisbane to speak at a seminar this weekend, back to Perth, and then next week I'm back here again to start another round of seminars that's going Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Bunbury, would you believe. Mm. Um, so how, how do you keep keep going? I mean, obviously
0: this, this little baby <laughs> helps, but how, how do you keep the business going? How do you uh, keep getting out there so to, to do these talks? We, who, we, who
1: funds you? We are a registered not-for-profit Australian charity. So and everything that goes with that we get no funding from government we do charge a nominal fee to come to the seminars it's 10 bucks so it's it's just enough to make sure that people who are coming actually want to come yeah um the way that we actually get the bulk of the funding to help us fly around accommodation hiring the lecture theaters is we get sponsorship from the companies that produce medical cannabis right okay but let me make it very clear right now as i make it extremely You're not promoting clear brands. That these that's why I don't promote brands. Yep. If you've ever come to one of our seminars, you will see that we do not promote brands. We are explicit about this when we talk to these companies. Mm-hmm. They know that they'll benefit purely through the renormalization and the removal of the stigma because then they will sell more. But it's not my job to sell their product. It's my job to actually say the that the medical cannabis is a good thing Mm. more people should have the chance to use it.
0: Help people understand what it
1: does. Exactly right. So these seminars that we do are all about, well, for medical professionals, a different thing, talking about the patients. What is medical cannabis? How does it work? Is it right for you? Mm. What are the risks? What are the, you know, I mean you need to know everything about a medicine before you even bother walking down the path of yeah. trying to pursue it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to pay 220 bucks or more for a month's worth of medicine, yeah. you need to know that there's going to be value in that, hmm. really. Um, and can you drive after taking no, this? No,
0: You can't. Oh, that's why you get your wife driving around everywhere. She's sure, <laughs> out driven. Yeah, because... Um, but it's so like what, how do you, how do you How do you handle that, though? Like, you just get to Uber it everywhere, I guess. Well, pretty
1: much. But like alcohol... Is so bad? If, you're, if you've taken something that puts you under the influence... Too much, you to, can't drive. You don't drive. Right. So it, 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 there's nothing unusual about yeah, that. Yeah, that's true, yeah. If you are on CBD only, then you are safe to drive. Just the THC is a problem. You. It's the moment you've got THC. But the funny here's and this is the frustrating bit. Like alcohol... Well, no, unlike alcohol. If you've drunk too much alcohol and you get tested... And you are over 0.05, you're considered to be under the influence, and therefore you shouldn't be driving, and you will be prosecuted. Yeah. Unfortunately, with cannabis, the THC can stick around in your system for quite a while. How long? But well, potentially weeks, depending on the dosages that you've been taken, because it's fat soluble. It can be absorbed by the fat in your in your body. Yeah, right. So it's detectable for quite some time. But you can have certain amounts in your blood, but not actually be under the influence of it whatsoever. Oh, wow. Interesting.
0: So you're busted if you're driving thinking exactly, that you're fine. Even though you're fine. Right. So
1: what kind of sobriety tests are we going to have to have in the future? And how
0: do the cops tell if you're on it? Like they, they do have tests for They have it a mouth swab
1: or something, don't they? For THC, not for CBD. Oh, okay. Right. So if you're on CBD only, you are safe. Not mm-hmm. only is it not dangerous because it's not affecting you psychologically, uh, but they they don't test for it anyway. Hmm. They test for THC. So again, the recommendation is... Just don't operate heavy machinery if you've been well, taking that's, THC. <laughs>
0: that's good advice. I can't believe how many people out there that it is helping already and and the amount of people out there that it could be helping that just are confused about it. And, and what you're doing mm. is going to help so many people. I, I can't thank you enough on behalf of all those people uh, that you've already helped thank you, and but... the people that you're going to help because without you, we'd still be stuck in the 1920s and not, not being able to give people this amazing medicine that Do can you know, help
1: them get through so many... Do you know problems. who's done a better job than what we've done who olivia newton john oh she has isn't she she's just incredible yeah she's and got on tv and she's talked about it phenomenal yeah and you know here's australia's good girl mm. who is helping break the stigma of medical cannabis well
0: the um olivia newton john cancer wellness center in melbourne mm. uh it was uh, organized with austin health and mm. uh back in i think it was 2007 uh Livia Newton John and I and Danny Minogue and Phyllis Diller and Cliff Richard and all these people went to China and we walked along the Great Wall of China oh, yeah. to raise money and the government said, Well, we'll match whatever money you raise to build a hospital. And and she's thinking, like, you know, maybe a small building. Yeah. Next thing you know, she's raised like twenty million. <laughs> the government comes up with another forty four million wow. and it's a freaking hospital. That's awesome. And the great thing about that hospital is that they are, have always been looking at um, spiritual treatments yeah. as well yeah. as as well as alternative treatments. Absolutely, and it's great that she talks about things that work because she's not influenced by any big farmer. Exactly right. And although there's a big fat guy called Clive who lives out in Tenerfield that uh, calls her occasionally, I heard uh, he's a bit of an influence. But she is just an institution for promoting it, and and. Making it the stigma go away, like you are. So, but you know, you, you're you're putting the long hours. We don't we, take we out, don't trying. take away any. Don't give Olivia newton
1: John all the credits. At, at the end of the day, it is now my responsibility to do what my neurologist did for me, and he opened my eyes to something that I, you know, I just. I was blinded to because I'd been lied to my whole life, like everybody else. Yeah. So now if I have the opportunity to get out there and tell people about what it did for me and also find doctors and other medical professionals who can also come along and tell the truth from a professional point of view, mm. that then helps convince other doctors, other researchers, other scientists, other nurses, other people in the medical community. And it influences the patients themselves who then yeah. go... Cannabis isn't as bad as I thought. Actually, there's there's a possibility here that I might actually be able to stop some of the things that I'm on and mm. just take that instead. I was previously on seven different medications seven? every day. Seven every day, polypharma they call it. What? With, with multiple different medications. I'm down to two. So as soon as you started taking this stuff, you kicked off. I wouldn't say all as soon because that, you have to wean yourself off a lot of this stuff. You can't just stop instantly. But in particular, the painkillers. They were the first thing that went. So the, all the opiates, gone. Uh, there's another one called baclofen, which I used to take. Cause like, I used to get some really bad pain through my cheeks and, uh, and fingertips and, and toes. That's gone.
0: Tell me about the research side of things because mm. I'm an ambassador for the Charlie Teo oh, Foundation, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I like guy. Yeah. I, I host events for him all over Australia. Hosting the Rebel Ball next year, we we raised a million bucks this year for the Rebel Ball. You and do the same Nella thing Springs, that I do, except doing that you're doing there. it for something else. Yeah, but I leave the smart stuff, like the research, to people like Charlie Teo. Yeah. And and like he told me in an interview that I've done, and you can watch this uh, a few episodes back uh, at uh, on the mic.com he has seen CBD oil kill cancer cells in a Petri dish. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of research have you
1: seen? There is heaps of that research going on at the moment. There's a, a quote that I sometimes, and I made this one up, so I'm very proud of this one. Doctors who say that there hasn't been enough research done haven't done their research. Yes, I love that. And it's true because the amount of research that has been done, not just over the last 50 years, primarily out of Israel, where it's been you know, a medication that they've, Loved for a long, long time.
0: Yeah, totally. I was reading some research from the University of Israel where they used CBD oil on mice that had broken femurs. Right? Have you read that one? I haven't. No. And and so um, and obviously using microscopes because <laughs> mice bones are really tiny. Um, they saw that the the poor little mice that had their bones broken. Uh, treated with the CBD oil, mm. it, the calluses healed quicker and wow. thicker and harder. Brilliant. And so that was <laughs> call me crazy. That was one of the reasons why I decided not to take the opioids when I had the bike accident yep. and just take the CBD oil because it took away the pain, but yes. I could still feel the pain. But right. I knew my body was knowing where to fix. Awesome. What yeah. other What other research is so out there? There's
1: research going on at the moment. Anxiety you mentioned before. There's research happening into that. Um, PTSD is is a big one that we're going to yep. see. and, and, and that's, such that, an that's already one that's as well. already
0: treating. Yeah. Re-
1: return vets in America. And, and we need to do that here. We, but, need, we need to support our troops. And this is part of the problem that we've got here is that the Australian government insists that they need to do their own research rather than looking at the research done in other countries, which is so frustrating. Why? It really is. But uh, PTSD, uh, dementia, Parkinson's, in fact, a load of different neurological conditions, which is probably the main place that we're going to see benefits, at least in the short term. Longer term, I think we're actually going to start being able to say... It does help with cancer. But today, I would be very hesitant to go out and make that claim mm-hmm. because the last thing I want to do is give people false hope. Yeah. But that said, I have heard of situations where it has helped. Whereabouts? You just hear these things when you, you work in go the industry.
0: You can go into it. I'm, no, I'm, That's what these shows are for. I'm not going to go If someone so has into watched it. 40 minutes into this show <laughs> and you say that, you can't just leave it up in the air. Eh, I've just heard. I've met people. I just heard people. I just met them. They just said. No, but you know what? I uh, I met a lady in Tenerfield um, because that's where my mum lives. Not that I... Otherwise, it sounds like I'm just hanging out in Tenerfield all the time. Um, A lady who had stage four breast cancer Yeah. and her doctor said, um, you know, you've got the chemo, the radiation, you're just going to keep doing that. That's all I can do. You've only got months to live. Yeah. She canned the chemo, canned the radiation and she was just doing um, the high resin CBD. Yep. Uh, within a certain amount of time, I think it was months, mm. uh, the cancer was gone. Yeah. and she took it to her doctor mm. and and had after the tests and, and said, listen, I, w- I want you to see this this stuff that I've been taking yeah. because and she was getting it illegally yeah um, because I don't have any cancer left in my breasts. and this is someone I met, right? This isn't like some video I watched online and I'm thinking, oh this this person is <laughs> trying to sell some shit yeah And that's where my research started because it was gone. And you know what the doctor said? He said, oh, well, that's uh, good for you. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll see you later. Because there's nothing he could do. And, and he your, didn't understand
1: anything about it. You were just one person. And therefore, we consider that to be an anecdote. Mm. That is not data. That is yeah. not a study. It's an anecdote. And therefore, mm. we're going to discount that entirely. Do
0: you know, And from then, I started my own research. And I, I just watched hours and hours mm. of YouTube videos. Yes. I went down the rabbit oh, yeah. And when I didn't believe it, was when I saw a video with you know hundreds of thousands of views or a million views, yeah. and they they would be talking about a certain kind of CBD oil how it saved them, and I thought oh, I don't know if I could believe this because it, it could have been promoted or of whatever. Course, absolutely. But when I did believe it, when it was, and I saw a lot of these, just an average punter going. Hi, um, I've just hit record on my camera because I had uh, chronic fatigue or I had cancer or I had something wrong with me or whatever it might've been. And I was doing this medicinal marijuana, this CBD and it helped me and it's gone and I'm okay now. I don't know if anyone will see this, if they do great and it helps someone, thanks. And a lot of those videos had like 30 views, 40 views. And I'm thinking, well, that's not something that's put together by... A, that's not, just a, a, someone who's not getting anything out of that other than helping people. That,
1: that is super important, mm. and that is something that I think will help bring people over the line to want to try it. But I have to give the counter-argument as well, mm-hmm. just to balance it. Yeah. Now, I have a, a good friend who got lung cancer, and he was dosing himself up big time on illegal mm. cannabis oil, And he still died
0: Hmm.
1: now i don't want to bring a downer on anything but it's important to note that this is not a cure not a cure and it can help but it won't always how did it help him i think it helped reduce some of his pain Hmm. but i clearly remember hearing from his wife that he was still in agony Hmm. but what sort of agony would he have been in had he not been taking the medical cannabis Hmm.
0: was that a secondary or was it uh just lung cancer uh, actually, Trish
1: would know more about it than me. It was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah, well, that's what uh, Dad's got. He's got uh, bowel. Then, then it, it trans- transferred to the liver, the lung. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, Parkinson's is obviously something. that Trish just brought up as well is is that uh, that, that can help people. Have you seen the videos? I haven't seen the videos of people with oh, Parkinson's. My God, tell me
1: about them. So, one of the big things that we see with Parkinson's is tremor. Terrible to the point where if they hold a cup of coffee, it'll spill. Yeah, and they have difficulty... Michael J. Fox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. even getting it to their mouth, you know, and they can have it in a sippy cup, but they can knock their teeth. You know, it's it's not it's, it's not so a good sad. thing. There's a video on YouTube that I'll I'll actually put a link. Actually, I'll, if we can put a link, we'll, we'll on, play it. On, we'll we'll put, I'll cut it in. There's a, a guy who basically takes a bit of the cannabis, and within a couple of minutes, he wakes up, and he's normal. No way. Absolutely normal. What the hell? And it's like, what politician, bureaucrat or doctor could possibly watch that and hand on heart say, but you know, it's dangerous. It's a gateway drug. Well, here's that video.
0: The best way to take it is put it under your tongue and rub it in your cheek. Don't do too much, you're going to be asleep all afternoon. All you know what you should do? No. Don't try to communicate, just relax. See what happens. Experience relief of their symptoms. I think you're calmed down. So quickly. Isn't that amazing? He used just a single drop, and his hands afterwards were rock steady, and the dyskinesia left. Mm-hmm. It works It works
1: most of the time. In
0: fact, it's. Oh! Uh... <laughs> Did you guys eat lunch? Twenty yeah. hungry now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Twenty, 20 a. I five A person like me
1: could really use marijuana.
0: It makes, makes me pretty angry that sure, I can't get it in my home state. <laughs>
1: So there's also another video of an Australian lady who, same thing again, she takes some (laughs) cannabis and the next thing, as you can see, she goes from being someone who is suffering big time into someone who... How could you not
0: let people have access to this medicine when it is saving lives like that? This is ridiculous. People watching this right now thinking, okay, that's great. Someone else will do something. No, we need you to do something. Even if it's sharing this video, even if it's you know going to the, your website, which is, I can give you right now, it's mcra.org.au, making a donation, getting involved in some way, shape, or form, Absolutely. and just educating friends, family, so that, so that, that, that we word,
1: can- word, Mike, that's the key. It's Spread the education. word. It's education, over and over, because that's how we get rid of stigma. That's how we renormalize this. Education for both doctors and for patients education for everyone because at the moment we still look at cannabis even medical cannabis as being a little bit naughty and Mm. i'll give you an example i do some work for a radio station back in perth Mm -hmm. i what's the station i'm not going to tell you because and there's a reason why i'm not going to tell you even though i still could possibly get in trouble for actually saying this on such a popular podcast of course (laughs) um i there's an afternoon presenter who does talk back and we were going to have an interview about medical cannabis. She said, "Oh, we've got to be a bit careful. You best ask the boss." So I typed out an email to the boss saying, "Look, this is particularly appropriate for the audience of this radio station." Blah 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 blah. He came back and said, "No, nah, don't want to don't want to talk about that on air. That's uh, you know, that's not something I really think is appropriate for our yeah. radio station."
0: Yeah, well, he just is uneducated.
1: Well, I don't know if I'd call it that. I think it's more a case of uh, you know, reputation management or risk management mm. to a certain extent, but yeah. it's wrong because yeah. not only... Do-
0: that's why radio is dying and television is dying because they're too scared about offending or hurting anyone because they are desperate to hold on to as many viewers and listeners as they can because the, the pie has happens. been cut up in so many different areas and that's what's happening. The opposite is happening yeah. because they're not having an opinion anymore. I mean, that- you watch the Today Show, it's bland as fuck. I mean... Poor old Tom. He's a funny bastard. He should be allowed to say and do whatever he wants. He's, he's funny that, funnier than Carl, who used to be on the show. I watch more uh, YouTube than TV these yeah, days. Yeah, I, I think most people do, but that that's that's exactly the problem. So, and, th- and this is why I need to talk to you, because you should have your own show. I'm, you should be talking about this kind of stuff every day on your own show. People will watch it all over the world. People will go here and they'll make donations so you can spread the word. It's not hard to do. Even on your little show that you have, why you don't you film it and just do, do your own little... Like, that's the reason why I don't do a radio show anymore because, yeah. well, pretty much because I've been fired from every radio station around <laughs> Australia. But because I was sick of program managers yeah. who oh, are yeah. failed radio announcers yeah. who were jealous of your talent, yeah. not letting you say or do whatever the fuck you want to do. And now exactly. I can do what I want to do. I can say what I want to do. I can speak to someone like you and get to the bottom of the story yeah. and not have to, ha, 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 It's a quarter past eight. Oh, where's the joke? And here's another song. Oh. <laughs> and like, I only saw commercials or songs as an interruption in my show. I just wanted to talk to people. And I wanted, to, whether it was funny, entertaining or informative, like I'm speaking to you right now because we're actually helping people.
1: So that's why you need to do your own show. Did they make you play Nickelback?
0: I like Nickelback. What's wrong with them? I got a free t shirt on. They, they fired the t shirt cannon at me. I'm sorry, Mike. Do you, what, I, don't, I don't like you anymore. It's the interview over. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jason Jordan from Medical Cannabis Australia. He doesn't like Nickelback, so I'm um, sorry, but we're we'll not going to be able to play this interview. No. Uh, Nick, Nickelback right uh, they take the piss out of themselves. You've I'm never been to a Nickelback glad concert? I they do. I'm glad you know, that I, they do. I, I think just like medical cannabis, I was the same as you mm. with Nickelback. Yep. Uh, I really didn't like them. I despised them. And I had a friend who really wanted to go and see him, had a free ticket, it was his birthday, and I went along. Oh, pretty good. I have they to They took admit, the piss out of themselves. They put the Paddle Pop Lion photo yeah, up, uh, above of the Chad, stage because yeah. it, you knew his name. I didn't know Chad his name. Kroger, I
1: know that. So you secretly love him. No, no, I like you Avril Lavigne. Nickelback. I like Avril.
0: Yeah, Avril's great. And uh, they're Canadian. Yeah, the, the stuff that you're taking is from Canada. Sure is. You know, it's legal
1: in Canada. You've
0: got a lot in common uh, with Canada. I do, I
1: do have to say, I, I do really like all of Nickelback's songs. Can you name any of Nickelback's songs? Song. Can you name their song? just the one song what is it uh, uh, look at this photograph every time I do it, it look makes me at laugh. this photograph you, you, know, you know the other one this is how you remind me oh yeah I do know that one yeah no <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all I know I think but Look, my, but anyway they're great live my enjoyment they're very funny the they take the piss kind out of themselves ended at Transvision Vamp I never moved beyond well, I wonder well, what ever Vamp-
0: happened to Wendy James oh. honey
1: I don't care she was so hot Sorry, Trish. The Palladium, 1989 in Northbridge in Perth. I was standing directly beneath oh, Wendy James. She had this big fan pervert. blowing up at her hair, and I was just like, <laughs> A "Little mini skirt on." Take me back to your <laughs> hotel room, Wendy.
0: <laughs> she was great. That was the era of uh, Bros. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah when be famous. Yes. Culture Club. Yes. Population. Yaz. The yeah. only way is up, baby. See, we're a very. Similar so you, you were you're a DJ back then, were you?
1: Did you uh, do mobile DJs? My very first ever job, hmm. real job, was as a announcer at something at the time called The Eagle, which was 1080 AM, which was a radio station in Perth yeah, that was looking to become an FM station. I know The Eagle. Missed out on its licence application, mm-hmm. and it all pff, yep. that was the very first job I ever got fired from. Uh, you, would you know you know a guy called Brad McNally? Yeah, I heard of him. So Brad McNally is the only man in the world who's ever fired me twice. Oh. So he fired me from the Eagle, yeah. and more recently he fired me from Ninety Six FM. In what the a bastard! Oh, bastard!
0: Did, did you get over it? Or, <laughs> yeah, of course I or, did. Because that's I, the nature of I, radio. I, I still have a, a certain disdain for for people who fired me. Uh, it's hard Bob, not to Bob hold Peters, he's a voiceover guy. He fired me. <laughs> Uh, Ken Sparks He's not alive anymore Really? Fired Ken me. fired yeah. you? Ken fired me Yeah, yeah, Because I, I, um, I was working at 2SM And my dad was the breakfast announcer Yes And he was bagging my dad In the jocks meeting no. And I, I told my dad And yeah. Ken, oh, I'm going to fire that little fucker He dobbed on me
1: That's not acceptable.
0: Uh Who else fired me? Uh. I uh, can't really think Oh, the Sydney Kings basketball team <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just recently oh, uh, They fired everyone But uh, I, that's probably why I don't support the team anymore No one can fire you from this show that's the This thing.
1: is your show
0: Nobody can fire me <laughs> Even if I go bankrupt I can do it in prison or something uh, I'm, I'm Hang on, hang on, hang on
1: I want to use one of Block Mike's taglines That's gold, man
0: That's gold, man I've been Mike Goldman <laughs> and you've been gold, man <laughs> Did you smoke weed before you got sick? Or just when you got sick with MS? No,
1: just the once. Okay. And it was when I was quite young, actually. Uh So uh, with my very first job in radio, there was Mm -hmm. a ratings party after they did particularly well one time. I was on a stink boat cruising up the Swan River in (laughs) in Perth, and all the jocks were upstairs in a semicircle, passing around a joint. Yeah. Now, I'd never smoked anything in my life. I was a naive 17, almost 18-year-old. Yeah. They passed it to me and i went, well, what do i do with this i've got no idea so they said you don't just pull a little bit into your mouth yeah. you draw it right so, down so
0: th- those badass jocks from oh. the eagle back in the 80s i guess
1: uh, late 80s early 90s 89 yeah, yeah
0: they were teaching you to smoke weed you should be ashamed of yourselves it wasn't the all eagle. of them it was just a selection of the naughty ones it was it who no, name good, and no, shame
1: no 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 it's not happening
0: Fair. some something i've always wondered about if um If you smoke cannabis your whole life, recreationally, and then you get sick with MS or Parkinson's or whatever, if you start doing medical cannabis, will it still have the same effect or have less effect
1: because you've been doing it before? I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a doctor. I've not got years of training in the field, but after seeing what I've seen and being around the people that I've been around and hearing the stories and and experiencing it for myself, Hmm. I suspect, yes, but I've no way of actually proving that. Mm. But the, the, the bottom line is that if you are naive to cannabis altogether, that's when you're going to get the biggest effect, the mm. biggest feeling of, of a difference because you, you've never experienced You've never done it never
0: experienced it. But what about your body and actu- actually healing or so, stopping certain I guess, problems?
1: Uh, uh, the question really then becomes, do you adapt to it and do you need more over time? So mm. does your body become used to it? I don't believe that's the case. I don't believe. That, see, your body has something called an endocannabinoid system. It's built in. Humans have evolved alongside cannabis. We have a system, an inbuilt system, that allows the cannabis the cannabinoid molecules to attach to our body.
0: What we have an inbuilt system that actually works with it. Is it Why? only
1: working with cannabinoids or does it work with all sorts of no, other drugs? cannabinoids. How come only cannabinoids? Why would we have evolved an endocannabinoid system right. unless we hadn't evolved alongside that goes cannabis? That back, back
0: to the mummies and having cannabinoids in exactly their throat. And... Right. Exactly
1: oh, right. Okay, so, so we've we've me- we're meant to have it. it. We're meant to have I it. I need
0: some now. No, I don't need it. I'm fine. <laughs> You're meant to have it if you have a problem or if maybe you want to go out and have a little bit of fun rather than having a few drinks, you might want to be a bit
1: free and easy. And, you know, as I say... My organization doesn't have a position on that formally, no, okay. but as an individual, well, my organization
0: does. If you want to relax, you want to chill out, and you got a bit of anxiety,
1: pff, go for it. As an individual, I agree with you. Mm. Um, but, you know, as an organization, what we want to do is promote the legal schizo, so, aren't you? you, know, you see, got oh, as it, an individual, it is hard. As the business, as the company, it is hard to hold <laughs> no, those no, two positions. To. But you've got yeah. to do it. To be professional, mm. you know, you've got to do this.
0: So, how do we change all this? Because there are people out there who need help. There are people there with Parkinson's who are watching this for the first time yeah. and they've seen. In the videos that we've shown mm. people out there who are thinking i'm going they've got friends or family or maybe yeah. even themselves going through the pain of having cancer yeah. or um, yeah, epilepsy yep how do we change it? Is, it is it just two politicians in particular
1: uh yes let me briefly touch on something that is a very close parallel rita mm-hmm. Thunberg. so whether you agree with her politics or not besides the point what we're talking about here is her ability to mobilize an entire generation of kids of people mm. Because of a particular cause. People power. That is exactly what we need to do. Mm -hmm. We need to tell not just the politicians and the bureaucrats and the medical professionals, but also the other sticks in the mud. There's a lot of people who have religious objections as well. Mm -hmm. If we can get to all of those people and make them realize that the stigma that is attached to it is wrong and inappropriate and ill-considered, that's when we'll start seeing some change happen. Mm. Mike, here's a really interesting statistic. Greater than 92% of the population support medical cannabis. That is a vote winner. If you were a politician and you haven't looked at a 92% approval of a particular thing, you're an idiot.
0: Barnaby, you you need a few more of those extra votes, buddy, you know, after the relationship thing. I, mean, just... I have met his new missus who used to work in the office and, oh, yeah. and the new baby, and they're lovely. Are they... And everyone deserves a new start when sure. the, the old one didn't work. Everyone so deserves a new that, start. That's mate. fine. Yeah, no, everyone deserves a new start as well. <laughs> but Barnaby, what people also deserve is help yeah. if they're sick. And this is going to help people who are sick. So please, Barnaby, if you want to
1: win some votes and you want to help people, it's time to take another look at this bill. This is about compassion. And this is about quality of life. And I'm not just talking about people like me with multiple sclerosis. When you look at kids with epilepsy and when you look at people with dementia and Parkinson's and PTSD, medical cannabis can help so many people in so many different ways. The troops with PTSD, Barnaby. Mr. Hunt, what are you doing? Why would you say no? We know that the risks are minimal, we know that the benefits are massive. We know the population supports it. It's a no-brainer, mm. you know. If you're in politics, you should be smart enough to realise where your votes are going to come from, and this is a winner. So, if you can and you want to help,
0: go to Barnaby Joyce's Facebook page and just don't be mean. Just play nice.
1: Or Greg Hunt for that matter. Go to
0: Greg Hunt's Facebook page. Mm. Maybe share this video. Uh, maybe just write on there, "Hey there, I, I just want to want to share my thoughts and how it could be good for you and yeah. getting some votes and also helping people who are sick." Uh, even if it's just comes down to talking to your friends and family and stopping the stigma that, that marijuana has had from
1: the Cheech and Chong still smoking movies or that it's a really bad, evil drug. Palliative care. So people who are dying, if we give medical cannabis to them and it makes them feel less bad, mm. even for the amount of time that they've got left, what's the problem with that? Why wouldn't? Why don't nursing homes already give it to these people? I mean making their last few days on Earth tolerable. How can anybody question that? Mm. It, it just, it, it's beyond, it, it defies belief, it really does.
0: It's crazy, but like we said, you know, th- this is the way to make a change with you watching this right now. People Thank power. you for watching. Let's do it. Thank you for watching to the very end. And if people want to see your website and uh, and follow you online, mm. uh, you're on Facebook, Instagram, give us the details. All right, so uh,
1: our website, mcra.org.au, Medical Cannabis Research Australia.org.au. But although that's a great website and you could subscribe to our newsletter and that kind of thing more important is what Trish does who takes care of our social media now she curates Hi, Trish.
0: Hey Trish! stick your head in there and give us a wave come <laughs> she's on she's so shy oh, she's waving she, she has wave. nice hands
1: yeah beautiful hands uh, so she does a great job curating all of the latest stories about cannabis from around the world mm-hmm. um, so if you jump on Facebook and type in or search for medical cannabis research Australia you'll be able to follow us on there and we're also on Instagram as well just do a search for the same term on there if you've any interest at all, or you want to share any of the information that we're putting up to your friends on Facebook, you're quite welcome to do so. The reason we put that content there is for people to share it, because we understand that that kind of lobbying can't just be done by us. It takes a population of people to make this happen.
0: And you are the population of people, and you're amazing. Thank you so much, Jason Jordan. Thank you, much. Medical Cannabis Australia. Keep up the good work and good luck with your talk happening here in Brisbane and Thank traveling you. around the world, spreading oh, the
1: good news. I, I feel like I'm a priest of some kind.
0: <laughs> I praise you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Praise mate. Jason Jordan. Cheers.
1: Good on you, mate.